I guess I've got this problem, you guys. Mm. And my problem is with Ben and Jerry's new coffee toffee bar crunch, which replaced their Heath bar crunch some time ago. With with coffee the and coffee toffee? ice cream is not nearly as good. Like uh, I mean, fuck the Heath. This is basically <laughs> caramel at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to feel worse for you. I'm trying to muster. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV and stuff. This is episode number 252. We've now done as many episodes as the length in miles of the charity bike ride from Simpsonville to Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, that raised $176,000 for the Alzheimer's Association. Aww. Yeah. Speaking of exhausting things, this week we're talking about The Rising the 12th studio album by Bruce Springsteen. Mm. If only. I mean, how great would it have been if, like, Bruce Springsteen just had a concept album about zombies? <laughs> oh, I would listen to that. That would be boss. Is that the right, right. guy? <laughs> yeah, no, that is, no, yeah, that is the right guy. The boss singing about the zombies in New Jersey. I would like that. Oh, this book does have New Jersey yeah. in it. Anyway, Dance actually, in, that, Dance that's in the Dark true. with zombies. We're actually... We're talking about The yeah. Rising, a Bible-based, Christ-centered faith community for people in Draper, Utah. No. I would if, if, if the boss sang about that also. No, that's not true. We're talking about The Rising, the act of getting out of bed every morning. <laughs> if the boss sang about that, I'd also be okay with it. <laughs> I think you just want the boss to sing about anything. You're just, a, just you? re- making a lot of requests for, the, for a very busy man. <laughs> yeah, well, if... <laughs> he needs to delegate more. He needs to be the delegator. I, I just want him to write an album about a concept album about corner offices and redundancies. <laughs> anyway, what we're actually talking about is the 2003 gross out horror comedy. I think debut novel by Brian Keane. Uh, I'm sure that it was trying to be horror. I think it was trying to be a comedy. Ooh, I think we'll discuss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we can agree that it was not funny. Whether or not it was trying to be is, I guess, the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can you can read along if you'd like. Uh, if you want to be all caught up on what this means, you could pause this right now. Go to audiblepodcast.com/slash/read-and-weep. Sign up for a free trial membership. Get a free audiobook. Waste it on this. Listen to whatever it was, eight hours of this book. Feel disgusting. Then you could press play, and you'd be you. Hello again, welcome back. So you just got a free book and you supported our show. That's if you, <laughs> those are the people who did that. Uh, this episode was also sponsored in particular by Carlos, who said this. What did it for me was the chapter that introduces the scientist character. Uh, uh, since Baker? Yeah, Baker, I guess. Uh, anyway, the book had both Event Horizon-style sci-fi nonsense and an un-gold, undead goldfish breaking out of a bowl. That's what... That's what the, the Carlos was so excited about. As previously yeah. mentioned, he was also... I did a, like the goldfish. I'll, gi- I'll give him that. Ugh. Yeah. I'd forgotten about the goldfish. I, if the goldfish oh had God. played a bigger role, maybe we'd talk. But <laughs> I feel like he was like... I mean, no retreat, no surrender to the goldfish. Of course. <laughs> uh, also, as mentioned previously, Carlos was caught... Uh, he, was, he was struck by the phrase, sucking a hundred dicks a day. That was something... <laughs> uh, happened a couple times. 
Remember last I mean, week when we didn't know if this was the same book, The Zombies and the Dick Sucking? It was. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, okay, how could you not be struck by the phrase sucking 100 dicks a day? But oh, you think he was rounding up and it wasn't that sp- it wasn't meant to be that specific? Sure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he literally meant it. If you're in line and you're like 101 and you're like, "Sorry, it's closed." You're like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to wait in line here and camp out until tomorrow." If this is how it works, right? It's just like a quota? No, maybe it's like a it's like a deli where you just take a number. So you don't have to wait in line. Oh. Yeah, so you just like, like well, 101, you just Yeah. 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 Or maybe it's, maybe it's like, maybe there's an, it's an appointment system where it's like, you have a half an hour window and, you know, you know that you're going to get seen within that time frame. Oh, man. You would, that service would be so good if it was a not, half hour window. Yeah. I do not want to be the receptionist for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's some, somewhat of a, sl- a scuzzy clientele. I have been waiting here for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all you have is highlights for children. I want better <laughs> magazines. <laughs> I mean, have we done the yeah, math on even how old. long each of these appointments have to be? I mean, you got to be. It's like what you have to be doing like eight and a half every hour. Uh, oh, I don't even right. want to get into. I'm, that I'm, gonna, right, I'll, I'll run. i some numbers. I'm gonna get back to you. How many hours? Oh. How many minutes? Let's see. It's, it's an eight-hour day. Is that what we're talking about, or what is it? Oh, again? that's what, what, are, what are the breaks like? Yeah, let's say it's an eight-hour day. So you need to get twelve and a half per. Uh, I mean, she, it could be like three uh, days on and then and four days off or something, right? She could do like longer shifts, fewer. Okay, of them. well, so if it's if it's if it's an eight-hour day, that's four hundred eighty minutes. So that's like four point eight minutes each. But like you get, you have to get like there's breaks that you have to get. Otherwise, it's not like uh, OSHA like. Complaint. Oh right. So I mean, like, so how ma- I, what is that? A half an hour and then two two tens. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. That's true. So you're talking okay, about so minutes, minutes. So four point three. Four, so really, it's four point three. Know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then you're gonna want to be checking Facebook and you know, I don't know. I, uh, you I assume she's a, phoning it in at this point, Chris? You don't. You don't need both hands. I'm just saying that you don't need both hands. <laughs> also, just presumably there's a firewall. <laughs> Yeah. So, Carlos, what we're trying to say is thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing, there was the one time where he said 100 in a day, but then later he said something like 10 a night, and that... Yeah, he that's, just, I, I think the 100 was an exaggeration. But you think 10 in mm. a night is reasonable? How long is a night? Well, none of it's reasonable. It's a po- post-apocalyptic hellscape littered with demon zombies. I mean, there's nothing reasonable. Right, but he still found time to be super sexist. I mean, you, you got to make time for priorities, Chris. Yeah, that's true. What that's it, uh-uh. it's what keeps us alive is our humanity. Well, that's that's the the defining point of uh, of post apocalyptic worlds. Like, well, ladies, you thought you had it bad before. It's gonna fucking suck after the apocalypse. Literally. Yeah. There is one apocalypse I think that makes it a little bit better for for women at least. Uh, if you ever, if anyone's ever read uh, Why the Last Man, oh um, right, bring that yes. up. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we've got hard one. For a man. So, the, so yeah. I haven't I haven't heard of this. That's a post-apocalyptic for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's pink. right. <laughs> <laughs> a little lighter, so you can just carry it easier. 
It's yeah. a purse. For a delicate little hand. Yeah. Strong enough. Yeah. Yeah, strong enough for a man but made to fit in a purse. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> oh, God. It's clutch oh, size. It I nice. hate all of you. <laughs> anyway, I think what I'm trying to say is if you want to force us to read any topic, no matter how many per day, no matter how many oh, 4.3 minute sessions there are in it, Go to read-week.com, sign up for our mailing list, and you can uh, sponsor an episode when we have those available here in about a month, is my guess. We've got one more sponsorship from this last round. We've got a couple of our own guilty pleasures, and then I think starting at the end of August, we'll be taking some more. So get ready. Get on the list. That's the only way to find out. If Wait, let's let's just introduce the panel. That's what we'll do next. I'm Alex. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Also joining me today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. Please welcome back Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. I'm a well-meaning scientist in rural Pennsylvania. Just want to make a large particle accelerator. Oh, God, I triggered the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, who so would have thought that between like Y2K and the particle accelerator creating a black hole to another dimension, the latter would yeah. have been the one that was true? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it turns out it's demon souls occupying dead human bodies, and they just want to feed... Yeah, really, what are the odds? Because it didn't just create a black hole that cr- destroyed the whole universe. It, like, happened to find soul other dimension. Yeah, I think at least one bookie that made is... some money, but everybody else was straight <laughs> out of luck. That was a long shot. Whoever bet on that one. I did not see this one coming. I'll be, I'll be the first one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were just going to learn more about the nature of quarks. I, I Stupid bet, Ezra. Or... I put... I put all of my money on the 12 to 1 shot that the particle accelerator would cause every one of our evil twins to pop out, and then we would have to Ooh, find them and eliminate that's pretty them. Good. Uh, With mustaches see, I put it all and gold black. sashes. Yeah, so we yeah, them and like wicked scars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was paying 12 to 1. I thought, how can I lose? <laughs> Did not happen. Also joining us today. Welcome back in San Francisco, California. A somewhat sleepy but still excellent Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex, I'm just a, a dairy cow uh, in the hinterlands of America. Oh, no, everyone died, so no one milked me, so I exploded and turned into a zombie cow. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people and animals had hard times in this apocalypse, but that one might have been, the exploding udder might have been one of the worst. That, I'm gonna, I'm, Does that actually I'm going to point happen? out, guys. No, that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, it can have a tear or something like that, but it doesn't explode like a party favor. Right, right. Presumably, yes. the not getting they, fed is what would kill the cow. The dehydration, well, yeah. perhaps, not the <laughs> not, exploding. Not the exploding udder. Yeah. Here's, but, here's uh, guys. Here's what happened. So, like, like this is this is this is dairy farm propaganda. If you don't milk a cow, it'll leak a little bit and then stop producing milk. That's all that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so it might like ruin a good shirt, but that's all. Yeah. If the cow is wearing a shirt? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, presupposed. Otherwise, we would be uncivilized. Are... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also joining us, that voice you just heard, please welcome back from Skeptic.org. Welcome back, Amanda! I'm a hooker with a heart of gold, and boy, do I know how to use my teeth. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that hooker went straight from the wire to Lorena Bobbitt. That was... <laughs> with her mouth. <laughs> with her mouth. That is definitely what I was picturing is like a character from the wire, <laughs> the way that she was <laughs> written and read. <laughs> <sighs> 
Uh, Oral castration. <laughs> just happens. It yeah. comes out of nowhere. Why do yeah. I get all of the dick mutilation books, guys? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that uh, is surprising, right? You think that, like, law of averages, someone else will get one by now. <laughs> yeah, I took the 12, 12 to 1 shot that it would be Sarah who had to do all of these. <laughs> Somewhere there's a and bookie cleaning up on black. me. Followed by, are your fans just ganging up to get you to read dick mutilation books? This is actually, I think we've had a nice long break between the penile mutilation <laughs> books. I think it, you were here for the last one as well. A well deserved break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what was that? What was that called? Uh, uh, I can't even remember now. Uh, what was that one that was just about hurting dicks? Daughter of the blood. Yeah. The, yeah. Something of the blood. There was there a was lot blood. of blood there. A lot of blood. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was be blood. <laughs> there will be dick blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were actually requested by Carlos, who did not mention the dick mutilation as one of your specialties, but he did. <laughs> apologize for the rape scene uh which really is what brian Keane should have done guys hold on a second everyone go to linkedin right now and and endorse amanda for dick mutilation <laughs> as like one of her, oh, not for doing it for analyzing it <laughs> no expert expert i'm gonna go find you on linkedin now i'd get i get paid a lot more if i was an expert at doing it Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, no? Right? Come on. I don't no, know. No, you you know, no, no one's that like naive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would be fine if we, if, We're we all endorsed, here. if we endorsed Brian Keene for taking things too far on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think Ooh. he really networks on LinkedIn, though? I don't know, man. If this was my like if if uh, this debut novel came across my desk, I would assume no more novels. But he's written like twenty novels after this. Oh shit! Enough people encouraged him from this that he kept at it, which is very surprising to me. Yeah. As you will experience in our ad in a little while, that that is a puzzling thing to me. Why his friends encouraged him? How <laughs> old was he when he wrote this? Oh, fourteen easily. Yeah. Emotionally, <laughs> That's fourteen emotionally. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how old he actually was. Uh, he was a, a divorced 14. 14-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when you got married at 13 and a half, you have to expect it's not going to last. Do you think he right, was a construction right. worker deep into his second marriage with a new kid on the way? Oh, no. I think he was a flawed particle scientist. Oh. I think that's the sympathetic character. Oh, no. I bet he's an engineer. Or maybe he's a demon. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can't take over bodies because mm. that thing hasn't opened up, but I can ruin some books. Uh, let's, uh, so, Chris, speaking of demons, I would like you now yeah. to summarize this book in the style of Ob, who is probably the king demon, but since they didn't bother to reconcile any of the plot elements of this book, <laughs> you can't be sure. None! Okay, okay. I, I so, love that, that if, you, if you become a zombie, you <clears> just <throat> drop the first letter of your name. That's it. So, like, this is, this is summarized by Riss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ra. <laughs> or are you Zra? I think I'm yeah, Zra. That's right. I'll take Lex. Lex sounds kind of cool. All right. For the purposes of my summary, mm. please assume that I have a gaping hole in my torso and intestines <laughs> are just sort of hanging. And the memory of a like, coworker. Like a windsock. Yeah, that's right. We miss you, Bob. All hail Ob. Definitely <laughs> your, uh, your intestines are hanging out because entrails is the thing that Brian Keene is most interested in. 
every scene, there are some entrails somewhere. There's entrails on the floor. They're slipping on entrails. They're grabbing entrails. Entrails are always yeah. hanging out. Well, it's sort of like shitty Where's Waldo because you never have to look that hard to find the entrails. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's there will be entrails. Yes. <laughs> Fucking there, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, all right. Summarize right. away. Okay. So in in the year of the book, after after the year Y two K, it's two thousand two two thousand three or so, um, and you know what? There's zombies now. Uh, it has something to do with a particle accelerator collider thing that opened up a hole into another dimension. But zombies are running rampant. They are painting the town brains. And, and Jim is a human, and he's a construction worker from West Virginia, and he's on a second marriage. Uh, he's married to this woman who's pregnant. He's really excited to have a kid. They hole up in a uh, in a bunker, but carrying the fetus both get uh, zombified, and, and so uh, and, and so he's he's despondent. And his son from his first marriage is presumed dead. Everybody, he's just sad because everybody's dead. But then his cell phone rings. And there's hope because his son from his first marriage might be alive, and and so he has to go from West Virginia across a zombie hellscape. We should also to point out he did Jersey. not take his son's phone call because he just hates the phone. So yeah, He's, he no, was screening yeah, he, calls he, he, during the apocalypse. Yeah, he did let that shit go to voicemail. Yeah, it was but, like, what if it's um, Comcast? They're trying to upgrade so my service. I don't want it. He. He has to go from West Virginia across New Jersey to save his son. He is our brave, foolish hero. And then we also oh, have... I mean, man, sort of... I, so I wish that MacGuffin had not called. If that MacGuffin had not just placed that call, we were just like, <laughs> he was like, well, I guess I'll just shoot myself instead. And then just, no book. How great would it be to yeah. just have a five-page book? Oh. If the yeah, book was well, like instead... the last thoughts of a guy who's about to kill himself because zombies are outside and it was like a, a four-page memo, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and he yeah, just doesn't notice. Oh, look, I have a voicemail. God yeah, damn. yeah, because he's like not checking his phone much right now because of you know the apocalypse and everything. <laughs> yeah, oof. Um, so we also got uh, Dr. Baker, the director of the large particle accelerator in in Havenbrook, Pennsylvania, and because of reasons, uh, his book his his work uh, may or may not have opened up the portal to to hell. These zombies, um, they're they're not like really. You're gonna go with eat. you're gonna go with maybe not on that. You're going to I give mean, him the old allegedly unclear. for opening up the, yeah. the portal to hell? <laughs> I think it's allegedly, in, in as much as there is an allegedly in this book. I no, feel like clearly. solidly he is responsible for that. Okay, he personally is responsible for the research that, he, that his entire team oversaw. Um, but So basically these zombies that are here, they it's a demon soul that inhabits a dead body. So they want to keep their victims like able to perambulate and otherwise be mobile, but they just want them just barely dead so they can inhabit that. Still, if you kill the brain, the person dies. Um, but these demon souls also inhabit dead animals. And so it's basically... Um, you know, like all animals, or at least the larger charismatic macrofauna, not bugs and not bacteria, but, you know, lizards and fish on up, um, and, and rats and bunnies and deer. And, Importantly, and dogs a lot, like, whoa, 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 Chris, deer. Chris, Chris. Yeah. It, if bacteria were, like, possessed by the undead, how would we really know? <laughs> You know? Yeah, I think that was the point that they made about mosquitoes was like the difference between an undead mosquito and a normal mosquito is who gives a shit. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, there, there is bacteria that. Bacteria could be importantly different. Yeah, although if a swarm of cockroaches suddenly were invaded by like a you know demonic intelligence about them, 
um, I wouldn't like that very much. Well, but that was one of the I, things about I this. I think they are already, though. Cockroaches <laughs> yeah, sure. that's, that's, that's just cockroaches you're describing. <laughs> well, but I also suddenly Chris, have the heebie-jeebies, by the way. He definitely, yeah, <laughs> me too. He, uh... He did say that the, you, you were only as smart as the creature you inhabited, except you also had a demon brain. It was unclear. But, like, the kid, like, when one, of them, when one of them inhabited a kid's body, he couldn't figure out the child locks. So, uh, you know, like, maybe the cockroach didn't have the just... dexterity to manually operate the child lock. Oh, so you're thinking they're brilliant, but, like, totally ineffective cockroaches? Yeah, that's right. Like, cockroach <laughs> cockroach tragedy legs. you've written. <laughs> they like spell out Tolstoy with their body. <laughs> I want to fuck shit up, but I am so small. <laughs> there is a small amount of shit I can fuck up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a fucking mess out there, you guys. Uh, uh, Jim is trying to get to Pen- to New Jersey, like we said. He meets an older black pastor who helps him kick some zombie ass. Um, and, and they head to, to Pennsylvania. There's Frankie, the, the prostitute, who's a heroin addict in Baltimore, who happens to luck out into surviving and kicks her heroin habit and makes her way also to Pennsylvania. I'll, say, Pennsylvania I'll say a heart of silver here. with her. She had some – there was some tarnishes yeah. in her heart. There was some grit, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mentioned Pennsylvania a few times here, and that's because all the characters happen to all of a sudden arrive at the same time in the same small town where the particle accelerator is in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and that town and that whole area has been taken over by state national guard, uh, which has gone rogue in the worst of ways. And I'm not talking about like, you know, snow machines and ruining national discourse. I'm talking about like rape vans and uh, yeah. You know, so it's just basically one of those stories where it's like you keep jumping back and forth between these three different main character plot lines, and then they all end up in the same sexual assault van. Yeah, my God, and and they just like shoot or kill anyone who resists joining them. They they use civilians as slaves or meat or sex slave meat, and it's it's just super bad. It's um, super gross. It's like not a that. good time. It's not not a good time for anyone, really. No, no. one's having. Well, no one's well have you ever been to Pennsylvania? <laughs> Wait, are you? Po- I have not. Are you positing that this is average for Pennsylvania? I'm saying it, it's it's not uh, unlikely that this would could happen in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we did see Amish Mafia, the reality TV show. Oh, that right. didn't I seem did that, that different. <laughs> That was basically this. I mean, it was borderline this. Yeah. Close enough? Yeah. If they'd had machine guns. Man, if you were Amish, would you be kind of, like, smug when the technology <laughs> caused this rift to open up to hell? Well, you'd still have to A deal with it. A little bit, yeah. It's not like... But you, yeah, but you'd be smug. You'd be like, I told you, you should have been making pretzels by hand. You just opened up the, the hole to the devil. <laughs> yeah. But then it's what do the, you do well, when you to, have to zombie fair, horses? Alex. Yeah, yes? yeah, you give him pretzel. Yeah, you give him pretzel <laughs> like one of those, like... You raise a barn. I don't know. That's what you do for every yeah. situation. Maybe you try to instill those those good Amish values in these English zombies with your I, barn raisins and your yeah. And your I just think you do clothing. it smugly. That's all I'm saying. You raise that barn just a little more smug than before. <laughs> and you've earned it. I think it's a t- you 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 deserve that smug pretzel. Yeah, tie goes to the Amish. <laughs> yeah, I think sure. in this case. <laughs> yeah. So Chris, anyway, uh, why don't you tell me? Because I'm really curious. Does he find his son? <laughs> well, they make it past the sex slave army people, and they go to New Jersey, and they get to the house where his son's going to be, and they run in, and then there's just screams, and we don't know exactly what happened, and then 
it's uh, to be continued? Question mark. Yeah, and that's the book. It's it's so such a tease. So did they resolve? Hour. So what what res- what plots did resolve? Uh, did we find out if Baker. it really was uh, that guy's <laughs> fault for opening up the portal to hell? Well, he thinks so. Do we find out uh, if uh, if the Reverend is right that they're, they're, this is all the devil and God still? Right? Does, it, does his do story not, no. resolve anyway? No, no. In fact, none of the stories. What about the hooker story? Well, I'm not sure. You, I'm not sure you understand yet, Chris. What about the hooker story? Does, does it resolve into anything? Well, she trades sex for learning how to drive a Humvee, but I'm not sure that, that you'd call that resolution. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> that is that is how um, I think University of Phoenix works, though. A sick burn, University of Phoenix. (laughs) How high's the water, mama? Two feet high and rise. How high's the water, papa? She said it's two feet high and rise. Well, we can make it to the road in a homemade boat, cause that's the only thing we got left that'll float. It's already over all the wheat and oats. Two feet high and rise. Let's get into some compliments, though. That's what we need to do now. It's the the only way. So uh, we like to start ending every show with a compliment. Amanda, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in this opening compliment. What do you prefer? Uh, I'm going to go first. All right. Because I, I actually have a compliment, and I'm not Whoa. scrambling to think of something. Lay it on us. Uh, I liked that the uh, the zombies were actually scary and uh, oh. fast and uh, intelligent. Mm. Um I oh, don't these see zombies the point can of... drive and shoot guns and plant right? traps. Lay traps, like yeah, ambush. Yeah, I like yeah. I like my zombies they scary, not, not mindless. <laughs> I I don't okay, you I, I don't I don't I don't agree with what you're saying, but I want to hear the rest of it. Well, just that I, I prefer I prefer zombies as a uh, yes, active um horror so like the participants. 28 days later rage virus zombies. Yeah, that scared the crap out of me. I mean, 28 uh, Days I, Later I, was interesting, and it was and it was well done, and it made it seem like it was okay for zombies to be fast. You could still make it a reason. But this, these were not zombies. They were just really gross. They, they were, were not possessed zo- corpses. Yeah, I don't know. I, I they, they were the living dead. I feel like the whole point of zombies is like slow, dumb takeover. I think that, I thought that was the fun of it. Was like they have no smarts, but just numbers and persistence. Yeah. No, I don't find that fun at all. I find that boring no. and uh, and just a yeah. I don't I don't like those zombie movies. Really, you can't get away from the dumb slow zombie horde. Well, but there's so In many fact, of them. You you deserve to be eaten if you can't get away from the dumb slow zombie horde. If you get eaten by these guys, <laughs> it's like well shit. Like right, all you the lost to a superior anyway. foe. Yeah, just, exactly. Good day, sir. Here are the rest of your entrails, and then you move on. <laughs> exactly. It's. It's an honorable way to die. All right, I'm gonna. I accept it as a valid compliment. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> Ez, why don't you go next? Yeah, this is for the um, always look on the bright side of life. I guess award. Um, the nice thing about Aww. this world, there's way less roadkill. Yeah, because it just gets up and walks away and tries to eat you. <laughs> it tries to murder oh, you. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did solve that one real pesky problem that pre-post-apocalypse had. I don't like roadkill, Alex. I don't know if you like roadkill, but I am not a fan. I, it makes I, me feel I, sad when you see it. Yeah. I like trying to identify what it is. Um, I like... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> of course you do, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've, you've, you bust out some forensic tools. 
I don't get that close. We dusted for tire prints. From a prints. distance. <laughs> I mean, totally never give you your heart away yeah. to the roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, what's your major compliment? Oh, well, um, for a second, I thought this was going to be a science thriller about all the particle accelerator stuff. Right. I thought that all he had to do to fix the zombie problem was to throw the large switch to reverse the polarity. Oh, the, yeah. You know, like, on the whatever. Like on make the a particle decelerator. Or, yeah, just, just make them spin clockwise, like the southern hemisphere, and then, like, the zombies <laughs> would go away. Reverse time. <laughs> yeah. You spin the moon around the Earth the other way. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be, like, a lot of shit like that, and it turns out it was just gross-out almost humor and um I, I'm, you know i, I think you're on to something i would not be surprised if if the ending of this whole series is that he throws the particle accelerator to reverse i think that's it i'm picturing like a 1930s <laughs> superhero cartoon switch where it's that giant lever oh yeah yeah to flip in <laughs> and like yeah maybe some cartoon lightning bolts yeah turn the, the switch from zombie to no zombie yeah you're good to go yeah Oh, somebody turned it to zombie. That's why. <laughs> Dangerously zombie. <laughs> yeah. Chester the I cheetah. That's the problem right here, guys. Yeah. I got this. Well, there's oh, your problem. <laughs> All right, so my, my major compliment is that uh, it did expand uh, some of my horizons for knowledge. Uh, maybe partially okay. self-knowledge, but also for, like, knowledge of the universe. Uh, I, I already know that, like, bo- books aimed at teenage girls were not for me. But now okay. I also know that books aimed at teenage boys aren't for me. So it taught me that. <laughs> and I feel smarter <laughs> because of it. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this was... This was a teenage boy mm. book? Yeah. It felt like it was written by a teenage boy. Yeah, it was very teenage boy-like. The sense of humor, like the way the zombies just say dirty words and it's supposed to be funny. Uh, oh, that's the true. entrails they curse unnecessarily. They do all of the the none of the guns can be referred to just as a rifle or a pistol. They have to be by name each and every time. Yeah, I was wondering if like Beretta bought uh, product placement rights for this. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, or Clive Cussler, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Clive Cusslerism there. Uh, uh, Here's the question uh, I have, guys. It's like, if you're a teenage boy and you're reading this, are you like, are you like a fan of the Hunter Dicks and Night? You're like, wow, I like those odds. Like, I'm pretty sure I could get some action if like everyone was sucking a Hunter Dicks and Night. Like, yeah, teenage boys are terrible people. That's that's one of the things about them. <laughs> yeah, it's also not news. <laughs> no, not not news. If you're just finding this out for the first time. You have some work to do. You have you've missed some steps in life. How old are you? I think all of the reading you've done also shows that teenage girls are horrible people as well. I avoid teenagers. I don't each and every one of them. Yeah, I feel like yeah the people. Yeah, I mean teenage years are hard, but I also feel like from reading this, like oh, I would I would one hundred percent rather live in a world that was written for teenage girls. Like I would much rather. Yes. Hang out in Twilight and be like, "This is boring, but it's a pretty part of the country." And like, yeah, she's she's yeah. You'd rather like have to yeah, like kiss a hundred vampires as opposed to suck on her dicks is like that's your preference. <laughs> if that if that is my preference, I would definitely I would like to explode out okay. of a hundred pairs of khaki shorts. <laughs> if I'm putting myself into that novel, uh, there are a lot of things I would rather do than uh, live this life that is Brian. Brian is prescribed for some people. I don't. I don't know. What's a What's the good number per night? 
zero to three as well as, as many as you want i don't think you can't know you just you can't pres- it's just whatever you want that's the important thing it's like but you as long as everybody you want. is you know respectful and feels good about themselves oh so like oh and, and i assume yeah. you mean ezra you mean up to as many as you want not like it's only good if it's the number you want <laughs> right right yeah you just you just mean no more than you want <laughs> yes good okay just just so we're clear on that there are people who I'm get getting less uncomfortable the- with this line of discussion. <laughs> yes. I'm, no, I, no, I was taking it in a totally different direction of like there are people who get fewer than they want and they, you know, it's still a decent life. You just, you know, you, you aspire to certain things, but you... you right, right, right. Make- it's like if you wanted like, if you wanted six donuts, we only got two donuts, that's still a pretty good night. Yeah, exactly. You should be like, well, I had two donuts and you should, you know, if you love the ones you're with, make hay while the sun Is shines. Is really whatever. the analogy we're making? <laughs> You don't like donuts? What about maple bars? Is that more appropriate? (laughs) This podcast is just dick jokes. Let's move on. I'm not commenting (laughs) on my feelings about donuts. I'm a big fan of donuts, but I definitely definitely prefer prefer, uh, old-fashioned or original glazed. Those are my... (laughs) Do you really? You Puritans. This is actually news to me. Well, I definitely like old-fashioned. I like the, the buttermilk, the thicker donuts I like a lot. And then yeah, I like I like a simple oh, donut. Don't put too much garbage on it. Well, you okay, Amanda? This I seems can, like this is bothering handle, you more. I cannot handle this analogy. Well, uh, oh, it's the analogy. No, <laughs> no we definitely... stopped. We stopped talking about analogy, and we just started talking about food. Yeah, sometimes a donut's just a donut. Yeah, yeah, donuts are really important, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when we were talking about like four point three minutes of dick sucking. Amanda was totally on board, and then when we we're like, <laughs> "How many donuts do I eat?" You were like, "I'm super uncomfortable." <laughs> Let's jump into our uh, hate segment. We're going to jump into the large hateical collider. Uh, large hateical accelerator. Ooh. I don't know if his was intentionally a collider Ooh. or sometimes just an accelerator, right? Like sometimes. The well, the race... whole point to get it going fast enough is to smash it into things, right? Oh, really? So. You never want anyone to finish that race successfully. <laughs> <laughs> the race around the loop. A few yeah, times? yeah. They, the, no. par- the in the particle accelerator, we're just watching for the accidents. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's uh, it's not Formula One. It's NASCAR. Welcome okay. to America, bitch. <laughs> well, so jump in, collide, or collide away with your haticles. Show me some haticles. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll um, start. I'll so start. Here's a, can I... Oh, yeah, go ahead. The hero is a Y2K survivalist prepper. I'm never going to yeah. be able to get behind that. I can't root for that yes. guy. Never going to be able to, on that guy's side, no matter what happens later. And it and it really felt that way through the whole damn book. Like you really kept that aura of why do Kate survivalism? Yeah, he never rose above his yeah. station. Even in the post-apocalyptic zombie hellscape, he's still making digs about big government all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Well, and his and how horrible um, his ex-wife is. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing for her? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're always digging a pit in the backyard and worried um, about computer code. I'm done with you. <laughs> I there's a this book, in addition to being like like creepily sexist, was also like oddly racist. There's yeah. like um yes. a yeah. part where it's like, wait, are you talking about the zombies who said mm, dark meat when chasing a black guy? Yeah, is that no? Oh, I'm not even talking about that at this point. <laughs> no, are you talking I'm about the motorcycles, the rice rockets? <laughs> What about the liberal use of the word mulatto in this book? Oddly enough, no, I'm not even talking about that. 
Wow, this is this is a weird racist version of Where's Waldo. What were you trying to do, Ez? <laughs> okay, uh, so at one point, Baker's like, uh, Baker's like our, our scientist guy. He's like, he, he goes uh, and he's like, um, there is a uh, like small Asian boy, I guess, and trapped in a car, and the, he's just like, he was Chinese. I was sure of it, and I was like, how would that? How would you? <laughs> He's just—he's a baby who's a zombie. How would you even? What bearing does it have on anything, sir? I mean, yeah, he, he can't. Like, he can just tell the racial identity of any pile of entrails le- leaking out. He could just see yeah. right into that. That's one of those special talents you get as a physicist, right? Yeah. Maybe this is just one of those things that shows us how far we've come since we now live in a post-racial America. In two thousand two, two thousand three, it was just thanks, uh, Obama. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he. It's not just. I mean it is racist and sexist, but he also finds like every other term that we don't say anymore, and he manages to work that in. There's just it's a real bad. There's a lot making of it feel more and more yeah, like it, something a fourteen year old the word wrote. Or- yeah, he used Oriental. Yeah, or, uh, or Oriental. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's. I've never heard this in any kind of like non-rug context. Even then, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, or or if you were in London and talking about somebody from China, that's true. It's still okay even there then. for some reason. It is well because if yeah. you say Asian, they they think you mean from India, and so from the subcontinent. Different... Yeah, yeah. So yes, that's a, it's that's totally not racist seeming in in London. I have been told by a Chinese comic from London, but I uh, I I don't like it. I don't like it in the rug context <laughs> either. I agree with you. As I feel weird about it, there's rug stores all over the place that I think of as Asian American rug stores. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, maybe because Jim is from West Virginia, there's some sort of West Virginia time warp that takes him back, you know, 50 years as far as oh, all the bigotry. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. You know, it's just coal mines and antiquated terms for people who aren't your family. How about uh, the- you're going to get hate mail from West Virginians now? What are you? No, they're the actual they mail. Listen. They're going to write us letters. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to write into Alex. <laughs> I let's play this game. Let's play what was the grossest thing? Uh, oh god! Yeah, it's not a great game. So we already mentioned the time there were where a lot of gross things. Y'all, she orally castrated a man. Um, yeah, and that oh, was living was, versus living. There wasn't wait, even wait. a dead person in sight. Was that worse than the oh. zombie castration though? Because that was pretty freaking gross. Yeah, that was the worst. Th- that was the worst thing. That's what I was going to nominate. Oh, the yeah, punishment yeah. where Thank he you. cut a hole in the wall, put the guy's penis through it, and let the zombies eat it eat it away. Yeah, the- the zombie glory hole. Yeah, the yeah. zombie glory hole. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Hannah. The gory hole. Oh, nailed it! <laughs> oh. I'm proud of that one. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross. Although I think the thing that won for me was they go into a bathroom at one point to hide out, and the toilet hasn't been flushed in two years for some reason, for no reason. He was just like, "Let's talk about poop now." Because nothing else yeah. is gross right now. He hadn't gotten to that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I feel need, like that I was need some reason to talk about scat. Yeah, that was well, like that to me was like the one of the most gratuitous and, and ridiculous parts of it. it was like, yeah, now let's talk about gross shit in a bowl. That, that couldn't couldn't possibly be the the only thing going on in this world right now for you to write about. Like, look around. You know, do a better journalism. <laughs> yeah. Is it really surprising that there is a toilet full of crap during the apocalypse? No, that part's not surprising. Right? Yeah, 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 I agree. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been surprised. Does anybody else have any nominations the, for grossest thing? 
I mean, hmm. the let's see. What what else was hard to handle? I mean, like clearly, the dick biting I think is the winner for me. But what? also, well, there was like also a, the time where the guy, the man bites zombie. Yeah, man bites zombies. Um, oh arm. yeah. Where like maggots go through his mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which you know, which actually, brings up another question for me, which is how do the maggots get into these people so fast? Like they they get shot and then maggots <laughs> that's explode a great out of their arms. Question, man. Well, uh, yeah, it's like this is how we get ants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want ants? You know, just this, spontaneously <laughs> generated. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, people like just a worm crawls out of a guy's eye as he's passing out. Like they just, it's the bugs. The bugs that eat human bodies are really aggressive in this world. Oh, it's yeah. open season in bugs. Is, sure. They're doing so but, well. Yeah, so, I think the gross thing for me, guys, was where they another living versus living, where Frankie, uh, who also later bites off a dick, bites off the tip of a woman's nose in a cat fight oh, in, in right. the meat wagon, and just oh, the yeah. description of that about was that. so yeah, for, <laughs> gross out. Yeah, for what's no so reason. weird about like, that fight to me was yeah. that she like stabbed the woman's eye out. And then, yeah. and then they boxed for a while. Like she didn't. That wasn't her finishing move. That she opened with that, and then they went to like slugfest. Yeah, that's right. That seems like a fight I, ender. If you stab my eye out, we're done fighting. I don't know. What do I expect to get out of that at that point? How, yeah, you wanted this more than I did. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The following reenactment of the first time Brian Keene ever read his debut novel, The Rising to His Friends and Family, is brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. Supporting Read It and Weep while you shop makes you a better person. Staring at the mirror image of his cold, dead self. That's it. That's the end of the book, guys. So, what do you think? Okay, I'll start. Um... Let's just to open up the discussion here, do we think the main character is supposed to represent the author? Because he's a total asshole. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I'm interested in what this book says about the author's opinion about women. Well, I think it's a cry for help from the author. Uh, I, I, I think he's saying he had a really bad childhood and now he's taking it out on everybody he meets. I can't help but take it personally. Uh... Right here, guys. Oh, sorry, Brian. Uh, since you chose the book this month for book club, I just thought maybe you didn't get to participate in this first round. So just hang back a little, okay? Uh, okay. Was it supposed to be funny? I couldn't tell. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. There weren't any parts. I was absolutely being funny, guys. Uh, darkly funny. It was hilarious. Uh, excuse me, Brian. I don't think Crystal was finished. This is a book discussion group, and we need to respect one another. Thanks, Gary. As I was saying, there weren't any funny parts, but I think it was trying to be funny. That could be a sign of how deeply scarred the author is, that he thinks stuff like this is funny. Uh, guys, but I... I Brian, uh, not now. What is with you? It's not your turn. Anyway, the author is clearly messed up. I don't think he has any friends, frankly. You know, like, like maybe he thinks he does, but they definitely don't respect him. I bet his parents are deeply disappointed. His girlfriend's probably going to break up with him. If they could, his parents would kill him and start over. His best friend is probably already sleeping with his girlfriend. Definitely. Wait, what? Has this ever happened to you? You write a novel that proves that you're a gigantic asshole and your friends and family all stop talking to you? 
Prove to them you're a good person by shopping at read-weep.com slash Amazon. It's the only way. Brian, it's clear from this book that you're a terrible person. Unless you can tell us one thing you do that helps somebody besides yourself, we're all leaving. I mean, whenever I buy things from Amazon, I go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. That way, a percentage of my purchases go to my favorite podcast. Okay, we'll stay. So for our next segment, uh, we're going to play How Would You Improbably Survive? This is our corollary to our segment, How Would You Fail to Survive? This book, Too Easy to Fail to Survive, Everything's Dead, Everyone's Fucked. So what is it about you or what tactic would you take to improbably survive in this world? Well, Alex, I think that I would improbably survive by uh, taking a suggestion from the audience and just letting them eat me for a little bit and then run away and play a game of uh, stop-motion theater. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) They eat you You know, improv games. Is that... Oh... Improbable, not improbable. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda, for sussing that out for me. I did say improbable. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> well, that joke's ruined. Um, <laughs> uh, but what a good joke it was. Long live that joke. I Anybody mean, else? Yes, and. Long... Oh, God. I, I, can I go, actually? Because I have a pretty good go idea. Let's fire it up. So, the way I'd do it, um, I would try to get some food from a vending machine. By sticking my arm mm. up the up, you know, in the like vending machine hole area, sure. uh, but I would get myself stuck in the vending machine for the entire zombie attack. Okay, and how um, does this help you survive, per se? Well, there's food there, right? <laughs> and they can't they, get me can't... anymore. <laughs> Wait, they can't get to your arm anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, no, 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 my entire my entire body is up there. <laughs> oh, okay. You're in a, you're in an entire body. You live thing. in the vending machine. That's how stuck you are. <laughs> I got really stuck, guys. I got super stuck. Fair that enough. is improbable. That door on, on the flap thing that yeah, there's that door on the flap thing, so the zombies can't get to you. Right. And they clearly can't break the glass. Yeah. The whole point of that door is when you and as open many rollers and sun chips as you room. want. <laughs> yeah. Sun chips and those weird, terrible donuts that have been there for five years. Oh. Mm -hmm. No, not even in the apocalypse. Do not eat those. And we all know what those are a metaphor for, right, Amanda? No, no, no. Tiny powdered dicks. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Tiny powdered dicks. Uh, So I think what I think that my key is of the of the four of us. I live in the I live the farthest away from New York City. Uh, What? What are, you, I, what are you trying I'm to screwed. say? Yeah, I am well, screwed. I am screwed. What they said was the closer you get to New York, the more dangerous it is. And I live in yeah. the smallest city of all of us. And so the least likely that Portland is a secret government hideout. And <laughs> anyone inside the city is screwed. So I just feel like I think I have the best odds just because I'm far away. Damn it. Also, the zombies are attracted well, to movement and I spend a lot of time sitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they said it would... That's my answer, no. It's just like no, every time someone so... in this book smoked a cigarette, I'd be like, and I thought this was the thing that was going to kill me, sitting in a desk chair. <laughs> it will kill you, though. Yeah, you know, but, not, so... but not as quickly as the zombies, so it's probably worth it. No, There's... definitely. So, you know, I was thinking about how I'd survive, and I, at one point, 
um, they trade guns and ammo for some produce that somebody else has grown. Like, there's this watermelon that somebody trades for. Mm-hmm. A watermelon is the shittiest trade. It's the worst trade. It's heavy and big and has no nutritional value. Huge it's and no calories. Like, yeah. It's just seeds and water. Yeah. I mean, so I think that, you know, I, I, Alex, you're right. I live in New York City, but I've got a deck. We're growing some herbs. I think I can just keep trading up on the sheer nutrition value alone. I mean, if a watermelon gets you a bunch of guns and ammo, what will some tomatoes and some lettuce give you? I mean, that's dietary fiber and, and a lot of macro. Yeah, you, for right that there. price, you get a Humvee, a small tank, <laughs> yeah. a wagon. A I could make it out of New York alive. Maybe. Yeah, that's not... That's. A, I mean, that's a good odd... It seems like, yeah, one of the first things to go in civilization is the ability to barter intelligently. Yeah, it's true. They're like, I, all I have is guns, and I'd really like a snack. And I'm like, have a lettuce leaf, friend. <laughs> yeah, you're you're so clever. You're trading like iceberg lettuce, and they're still taking it. Yeah. Oh, Stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, what do you think? What are your odds? Ridiculous yeah. or bust? <laughs> so, oh God, about halfway through the book, the scientist figures out that oh, hey, if I go to a cave that's just a horrible tourist trap and there's no life in there, then I'll have pretty good odds of surviving. Sure. When he got to that point, my reaction was. No fucking duh. Why wasn't this your first move? Like, yeah. It's pretty obvious. If everything, yeah, if everything's turned into a zombie, you got to go, you know, either underground or way up high on a mountain where there's, you know, not a not a whole lot of things uh, climbing around to eat you. No, no uh, puma zombies or anything like well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, so. normally I would think the woods are pretty safe, but in this case, the deer are smart, are dead and are smart enough to lay right. traps. Yeah, no, don't head for the woods. Yeah. That was an unfair yeah. thing. That's why I think these Basically, zombies were too powerful. They could drive cars and shoot guns and make tar- like it just seemed too much. And the the birds, the zombie birds. Oh, the zombie birds. Wait, Alex, you want like a patch to come out where they they kind of make the zombies less powerful? Like, yeah, exactly. I think they <laughs> overstrengthened. I want the, I want to turn down the zombies just a little for yeah. otherwise the gameplay is too hard. Yeah, you got you, you got some zombies. better default yeah. weapons. Yeah. I'm ready for anybody who won war. Y'all ain't nice with the hands you can't draw. You can't stall. Behold the black horses. I'm All right, let's do our uh, let's get do our our last compliment and then and then be done. Let's do our minor compliment. So in the reverse order, what's the last nice thing? We're starting with me. The last nice thing we're ever going to say about the Rising by Brian Keane. I well, okay. So I'm going to sort of sort of glance over my classic hate, which is uh, a book saying this isn't the movies, right? I hate that so much. You know that. I talk about it all the time. But this book said yes. it like mm-hmm. every six pages. Uh, like, I mean, I think at that point, this is why this becomes a compliment, is that he said it so often that I got the feeling the whole book was written just to upset me personally. <laughs> and that's kind of fun. Like, if you've never read a book Aww. as if it was a direct attack on you, it's kind of it makes it a little more fun mm. if you're like because then every time something's bad you're like oh touche Brian Keane you knew I hated that I shouldn't have talked about yeah. it so much I yeah, brought this on myself like, that's that's a nice thing about like yeah it's like spending like a an evening with your author and like that author happens to just hate you so much yeah r- wrote down every pet peeve of mine ever like just knows how to get at me mm. Aww, this book made you feel special yeah it did it made me feel like uh, I was the only girl in the world. Yeah, somebody up there hates you. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt. All right, continuing backwards, uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? 
Yeah, so I have two mini minor compliments. Ooh. And one is that in all the chaos, the mm-hmm. author made time to have a VW bug upside down like it was a dead bug. Oh, dead bug. I didn't catch bugs, that, but that's am I right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the other one was just the, the, the scientist versus ob fight, where it was a nerdy weakling guy versus a decaying uh, n- zombie man. And it lasted way longer than it should have because nobody was effective at anything resembling fighting. <laughs> right. And I just kind of, I, I love, we were just talking about nerfing things. Yeah, we nerfed both sides. I love how sides. nerfed down that was. It was just sort of like, it was sort of like me and my sister fighting when we were 12. You just sort of push each other yeah. until one of us gave up. It's pretty whiny. Yeah. 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 That's so, fun. I like, I like your, I, I do your like Mimos, your mini fights. minors. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. Mimos. Ezra. What's your mini? What's your minor or mini minor compliment? So the thing about the zombies, they like they did they did eat people, but mm-hmm. only like to like disable them. They yeah they um, snacked on people, and they didn't really yeah yeah and they didn't have to actually eat to survive. It seemed like is what one of the rules were. So I kind of like yeah, that they they're were like held by dark energy. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like they're they're basically they're like they're like gourmands. who's like like oh yeah, I'm gonna eat to kill you, but I'm really actually gonna enjoy this because like this is a treat just for me to snack. Right? Like, uh, yeah, it's like wine tasting. Entrails. Right? They didn't want to eat the whole person; they'd be drunk by the end of the trip. <laughs> they have a human slop yeah. spit bucket yeah. where they just spit out. <laughs> yeah, you just snack a little each of the entrails. Uh, and then like, oh no no no! Like d- don't fill up on Brad. The main course is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I always fill up on bread. I can't stop myself. <laughs> they give you free bread with every meal. They just put it down. <laughs> I really Brad like sticks. when I go to a meal and it's got free chip and salsa. Yeah. Uh, All right, Amanda, what's your minor compliment? So I love a good turn of purple prose. Sure. And uh, and this book was full Not of. Not a metaphor. Oh God! <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, I mean, at the very beginning, it started out with um, describing uh, what's his face's pregnant dead wife in the moonlight and saying that she was uh, radiant in her putrescence, which he, is a phrase I never thought I would hear. No. And and putrescence is really an underutilized word. So that well, was awesome. I mean, he makes up for it by overutilizing it. Uh, okay, yeah. but it. it it was the beginning. I was giving him some leeway. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. If but, you, but then, then it got. That, but if you were to average yeah. the t- the uses of the words <laughs> putrescence across the English language, it would be like, oh, it's like four per person, but they're all Brian. He's throwing right. off the curve. Oh, but yeah. The way he described the uh, the like toxic rain, though. Oh uh, my god! Yeah. I don't remember. Raindrops fell like drops from a dead mother's breast. <laughs> like milk from a dead mother's breast. Like how what? unnecessary is that description? Well, it's super necessary, exactly. Chris, because otherwise she would explode. You have to drip that out. All right, you guys, that's it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week talking about the book Winter's Tale by Mark Helprin. Uh, that book was sponsored by Matt, who says, uh, how about we return to the show's roots of books that aren't your tar- that you aren't the target demographic for? And he hasn't read it, but he did read a particularly vicious review of the movie, so that's why he wanted us to, to go. And so far, I don't hate it, so I think maybe there might have been some juggling uh, that went wrong before the between the book and the movie. I don't know. I think, I, mean, I think, I think the, the main thing that's weird about this, well, the main thing weird about the book is it's just like, 
I think it's just basically the literary the magical realism version of Atlas Shrugged is kind of what it is. This is just like a super capitalist um, <laughs> conservative manifesto. Oh, really? It happens to be also pretty magical. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just oh, it definitely. Was in the 80s. It's all about the power of the individual and how. Oh, so know, far it was just the power of a, a fun guy who pickpocketing who doesn't know the language barrier. Like, doesn't learn it. So far, I've just enjoyed... How far into the book are you? Like, four hours? Five hours? Okay. Yeah. Okay. His girlfriend's like dead, I think, but it's kind of weird. hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard to tell sometimes. Uh, She's a zombie. Right, she might be a zombie, and he's just out there on the deck, the cold deck on the roof trying to... Anyway, I've read a little bit of it. We'll be back with that next week. Uh, thank you for sponsoring that, Matt. And thank you for sponsoring this one, Carlos, you disgusting human being. Um... <laughs> I don't know, Carlos. Carlos, it seems like you did read this, and I feel really bad about that. Uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel better when somebody subjected themselves to it before they recommend it to us. Certainly, so I appreciate that, I guess. But uh, ugh, this was a tough one. This one I hate. Like, this one I hate Wait. so much. Like every time I came home and I'd been listening to it walk around, I'd just come home angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was super hard to deal with because it was just like gross out humor for no payoff yeah. or not even yeah. humor, just gross out descriptions and there's so no payoff no. there's no yeah. zero things no resolved resolution yeah. anyway uh, so that's that's stuff you got to look forward to thank you if you want to sponsor you can go to readdesktop.com sign up for the mailing list you can follow Chris on Twitter at C Walter Smith thanks for being here Chris hey of course and at Ezra Fox continuing his uh, semi returned state I I leave I come back yeah. <laughs> And uh, also, uh, thanks for joining us, Amanda. Amanda Leinbaugh from Skeptic.org. Thank you. Yes, please come and check us out. We are not nearly as gross as zombie gory holes. Oh, ooh, ooh, gory holes. Also, uh, <laughs> not to be confused with donut holes, which are just delicious. <laughs> thanks for putting those two things in the same idea for me. Great. You've, you've officially ruined donuts Sorry for me. Sorry if I ruined donuts for you. Probably your stomach will thank me later. <laughs> Sorry if I ruined rest stops for you with all these confectionaries. <laughs> yeah, there's some mashups of ideas there. So check that out, skeptic.org. We'll be back, everybody. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.